Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is Taylor Thomas, KJ Reed, and Jessica Miller. We are going to clarify some things in this episode that we talked about in previous episodes when we discussed positive discipline and time ins and time outs. And today we're going to be talking about how as a parent to stay in your own window of tolerance while you are parenting, which can help you then implement some of those positive discipline techniques that we discussed. Right. So the phrase that we're going to be coming back to throughout this episode is be a thermostat, not a thermometer. So let me explain what I mean by that. A thermostat is something that we have in our house that basically regulates the temperature of the various rooms. So we can make things hotter and we can make things colder, but we have that power to shift by turning on the air conditioning or heater what the temperature is. A thermometer is basically just going to go up as the temperature goes up and go down as the temperature goes down. There's no controlling what the temperature is. And so if I am outside and it's 100 degrees, my thermometer is 100 degrees. If I come inside and it's 90, it's going to go down to 90. There's no controlling the temperature. It's just reading it. So as that applies to children, we have this thermostat and this thermometer where if we're a thermostat, we really are helping that child stay in their window of tolerance by changing the environment around them and changing our behavior towards them. So if we see that they're heating up and going to their red zone, we're going to cool things down and try to bring them back to their green zone. Mm -hmm. With a thermometer, we see that child going up to their red zone and we join them there. Mm -hmm. And we say, oh my gosh, you're starting to freak out. I'm starting to freak out too because I'm really angry that you did X, Y, and Z. When I was in Scotland, we stayed in Airbnbs. And so we stayed with this cute Scottish family who had kids who were probably from like 8 to 12. And this mom was so amazing. And I just like loved her and watched her parent her kids like so beautifully and with the most amazing accent. But we it were really there helps, eating. you know. It really, yeah, helps. it really does, right? I, I bet feel like they my kids would respect me more if I had an accent, probably. <laughs> if you were Scottish, yeah. So in the morning, we were eating breakfast with the family, me and Elliot, and her son. I will never forget this. Had a full bowl of cereal, just full of milk and cereal, and he took it over to the drawer to get a spoon, and dumped the entire bowl into the drawer oh, no. it was oh, such no. a disaster and I watched her literally just be like that's fine go get yourself another bowl and I'll clean it up just not a problem at all no frustration of like are you kidding me or like why did you do that or you need to clean that up right now but just was so calm and realized there was a time limit they had to go to school I think she was like, oh, it's going to be faster if I clean it up right now and it's not worth setting him off at the beginning of his school day, right? 
she was really being a thermostat because she was remaining calm and it brought him immediately back down. So I watched him be like, oh my gosh. And then just come back down and be totally calm and be like, thanks mom. And he went and got himself some cereal, had a great day. So if you're being a thermometer, that would look like you have a child who places a bowl of cereal on the edge of the table and knocks it over with their elbow. And so the milk and the cereal go everywhere. And then the mom is like, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. You need to clean up this milk. You need to, this is why I tell you all the time, push your bowl in. So frustrated. And that child is going to explode with that parent and basically just be frustrated and likely not do what you want them to do. They're just going to stare at you, scream, get angry, or shut down and go to the blue zone of like, I'm such a disappointment, that kind of a thing. So those are the two differences. So ideally, we want to be a thermostat because that's going to help a a child and yourself stay in your window of tolerance. But that is not always realistic. There are times when we will jump to our red zone too. And there are times when that can be appropriate because a child needs to know that we're serious. And as long as we're on that edge of our red zone, it's okay. But then there's other times where it's just going to be detrimental to both of us because now you have two people who are in the red zone who aren't thinking clearly and aren't making great choices. So, guys, after we released our Time In, Time Out episode, I got a message from my dear friend Taylor, who actually happens to host a podcast with me. And she's here tonight. It's It's me, you guys. It's me. I'm so shocked. So, Taylor, why don't you tell everyone about the message that you sent me? Oh, man. I, yeah, I sent you this message like at 10 o'clock at night. Actually, Logan was like, you need to message Jessica. We are in need of assistance. And I was like, yeah, dude, we totally are. We've been implementing all the skills and everything um, that Jessica has been talking about before. It's been going really well. But Scout, as with any other child, I um, assume she has like phases where she's like a really good listener, totally on top of it. We're like, dang, she's so cool. How did this happen? Um, and then other phases where she is really difficult and really having a difficult time. So we were in the car, uh, coming home from a restaurant. We were talking about, oh, we got a treat from a bakery. She wanted the treat then. Uh, we told her she couldn't have the treat. So she got really mad and started screaming at us and then took off her shoes in the back of the car and threw them at our heads. Okay. So we were like, okay, like calm down, calm down. We get home, we have dinner. Uh, we let her have her treat. There was some leftover treats that we were leaving for the morning. She said, I would like some more. We said, actually, Scout, we're not going to have any more treats tonight because it's late. And if you eat too many sweets, you'll get a stomach ache. But we can have some more tomorrow morning. She freaked out, you guys. She freaked out. She, like, started screaming just immediately. Like, immediately. We were like, what the heck is going on? I'm standing by the kitchen table. Scout grabs a butter knife. A butter knife. And then she winds up to throw it at me. She throws it at me. I duck out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then when I turn around, she's gone like a puff of smoke. Logan had picked her up <laughs> so fast mm-hmm. and brought her over to the other side of the living room and put her in a chair and was trying to talk to her. But we were just so lost. Like, what is going on? We're giving her alternatives. We're trying to stay calm. And she threw a butter knife at me, which mm-hmm. I feel is a safety issue. And I just felt like it needed a bigger reaction, but I didn't want it to be a crazy red zone reaction where like we're yelling and screaming. So I didn't know like what 
we just didn't know what would be like appropriate in that situation. So that's why I messaged Jessica. And really in these kinds of situations and in parenting in general, it's ridiculous to think that you're going to stay in your green zone all the time because you are a human. Mm -hmm. Welcome to being a human, right? And so just as we talk about figure out for your kid, which zone they go to more often, do the same for yourself. So Taylor and Logan in that moment went to the red zone and they were definitely being a thermometer. But also I would say in that moment of being a thermometer and saying, oh my gosh, that was a big escalation. I'm kind of escalating too. They were also showing Scout how serious that moment was. But if you'll notice, they didn't stay a thermometer for hours after just like Mm -hmm. lecturing her and yelling at her and shutting her in her room and taking away everything that she's ever loved. But basically saying, oh my gosh, Scout, that is unacceptable. We do not throw butter knives at our moms. So I'm going to remove you from this situation. I'm going to have quite a reaction that's probably going to be a little bit scary to you. But it's okay because we're also showing that we're serious in this moment. Mm -hmm. And then with time, you come back down, Scout comes down, And then that's really when you want to start implementing like a consequence or something like, I'm so sorry, but we won't be able to have treats tomorrow because you showed us that you couldn't really handle having treats today. That Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Because she did. She showed you that that was more than she could handle in that moment. And so it's okay to go to our red zone sometimes. It's okay to show kids that you have emotions. And it's okay to have an emotion when your kid does something that drives you nuts. Mm -hmm. Or that is a safety issue. Have a huge reaction. Oh my gosh, you can't do that. I'm removing you from the situation. And then we're slowly going to calm down. And then we're going to implement consequences later. Mm -hmm. And don't you guys think, I mean, I think kind of two main themes we've had in our podcast is that it's about consistency, not perfection. And that Mm -hmm. it's about working on the relationship. So if you're working on your relationships with your kids or whoever it is, your spouse, your friends, and you have a moment where you maybe go in your red zone, you freak out, you yell, whatever it is, you've put a lot of time and energy into that relationship and that attachment and having it be healthy, that if you make a mistake, you're going to recover and be okay. Like if Taylor had totally lost it on Scout started screaming at her about throwing a butter knife, you know, chances are Taylor's invested so much time and energy up to that point that it would be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. When I think a good, I don't know, I just thought about this, is that it's okay to apologize to your kids. Like, because I've had like, yeah, I've had such big reactions that I like afterwards, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, you know, I feel a bunch of shame, like we talked about. And I'm like, I'm such a bad mom. Like, can't believe I reacted that way. Like I should be calm all the time and stuff like that. And, and then I'll, you know, once I've come down to my green zone, I'll look at Scout and I'll say, Scout, like, man, I'm so sorry that I acted that way. Like, mom shouldn't have acted that way. I'm going to try to be better. And then she'll hug me and she'll be like, that's okay, mom. You know, so I think it's good to like, to model like appropriate apologies and allow your kids to exercise forgiveness as well. Because I think there's like a parental instinct inside of us. It's like a parental pride where you're like, I shouldn't say sorry to my kids. I shouldn't have to apologize. I'm the parent here. But like we're all just in a relationship, you know, like whether you're the adult or the child, 
And they need to see that you can say sorry and that you care enough to receive their forgiveness. Yeah. And in relationships, we just call those repair attempts. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically saying I did something wrong that hurt the relationship. And so I'm going to come back and try and make it better. And you should try and make it better because the idea is I am good enough, but I can always be better. And so, you know what? Yes, I messed up as a parent today. That was really hard. I want to be better, and that's why I'm going to repair. And I'm going to admit that mom is so sorry that she yelled at you. But come give me a hug, and let's move on. I'm going to try really hard not to yell tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you yell is not the end of the world. The fact that you put your child in timeout is not the end of the world. The fact that we escalate is teaching your child that we all have normal emotions. Mm-hmm. And the more you can model for them coming back down afterwards, they're going to learn from you. That's mm-hmm. how we learn. You know, yeah. I think Jessica, you talked about this in the last episode that we have like a point in our young adulthood or early adulthood when we realize that our parents are human and that they have yeah. emotions. <laughs> like what? They're not just like this law, you know, the, this black and white being, but like they have emotions. And so I think that if you're modeling like from a very young age to your kid, I have emotions and I'm a human and I make mistakes mm-hmm. too. I mean, we all come to that realization no matter what later on, but I think it might, you know, mute it a little bit and make it less shocking <laughs> later. And it makes it like they can realize that it's okay for them to have emotions as they're growing up mm-hmm. versus like, my parents didn't have any emotional reactions and why am I always having emotional yeah, reactions? I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to keep going with this thermostat analogy, basically we want to give you guys some ideas for how to change the climate when you are in your red zone or your blue zone. How do we change things and how do we use those appropriate coping skills so that we're not doing too much damage to the relationship while we are in our red zone? What do you guys do to either calm yourself down or to bring yourself up if you're feeling like shutting down? I'm not a very emotive person, so I typically go to my blue zone and shut down. So how I keep myself from not being that avoidant. So I basically have to will myself to do something about it. I have to will myself to kind of take that first step to communicate or make amends. So how I kind of do that is generally I'll have an uncomfortable emotion going on inside. So either I'll feel guilt or I'll feel uh, like sad or like angry. And I kind of just have to tell myself, hey, I can move that feeling along if I will just communicate about it, if I will just do something Mm -hmm. about it. And I'll feel relief if I just do something to change it and amend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I think that that's true for blue zone people. People who go to the blue zone, when they have that difficult emotion, they shut it down. And so it really is a matter of reminding yourself, if I just address it, I can be done with this rather than being stuck in it and stuck in that awful shutdown place. Yeah. And I think exactly. that kids do that same thing. Yeah, where They're like, I got in trouble. Let me lay here like a slug on the floor. But the more that you're like, hey, come on, let's work you back up, then they'll be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are either of you red zoners? I'm a red zoner. I'm in the red (laughs) zone. There she is. (laughs) I'm a green zoner. I never go to either zone. Oh, my gosh. Stop being perfect. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I'm a red zoner for sure. And I, I mean, I obviously experienced my red zone moments pre-motherhood, but I did notice a steady, you know, influx In- of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now Shocking. that I am, now that I am a mom of, um, a three-year-old and a two-year-old. So yeah, I red zone and an interesting challenge that I am faced with, which I'm sure a lot of other people are faced with is being in your red zone while being around your children. Right. Especially when they're like all up in your grill, you know, Uh like there's a conflict, they're going crazy. You are being a thermometer and just like rising up in temperature and so i mean honestly you have like a fight flight or freeze response you know and so mine's Mm -hmm. like flight it's like get out of here now you know (laughs) like you can't leave (laughs) your children so what i'll do is i'll like manage that a little bit manage my kids and then i just like try to escape i just like go into the bathroom and close the door and sometimes i have little hands knocking on the door or sometimes pounding on the door or like reaching their fingers under the door kind of like that signs where the alien reaches his fingers up and there's something about a butcher knife and there's mel gibson there's no butcher knife in my situation by the way but just um, a butter knife that's great just a butter knife yes (laughs) Yes. just a butter knife yeah so sometimes and i just have to kind of like tune that out and i'll like count down from 10 and try to like slow my heart rate down a little bit and then you know like decrease my rapid breathing and then just get myself Mm -hmm. to like a cool place so i have to do like a lot of grounding techniques in a matter of minutes which there's like a lot of pressure there right And then, yeah, so once I, like, get myself down to my green zone, then I can function. But I do have to do a lot of um, self-care later after my kids go to bed Mm -hmm. to kind of help myself along. Re-energize. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, right. That's what I noticed. I'll have days where I can just tell with my clients I'm just, like, way more tense or anxious and I'm more likely to flip to my red zone with them. And I'm like, oh, you guys are all frustrating me today. Mm -hmm. And really... I take time in between sessions to do that breathing and calming down and whatnot and try to redirect myself. But then at the end of the day, I try to take an opportunity to try and dig into why I continue to escalate Mm -hmm. and like, why was that such a problem? And so I think in parenting, it can be like your spouse comes home and you're like, I did this today. I felt so bad. I did say sorry to my child, but I really need to talk about why that was so hard for me mm-hmm. because the thing is with kids, once they discover your trigger, oh my they gosh. will trigger it over and over and over yes. again. Yeah. So They're so smart. Really They're so smart. Into it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to tell one of the parents that today I was like, she may be in her red zone, but she's really good at it. You know? yeah. She knows just what to say. She's a professional just red where to hit you. Like, she knows how to do it, yeah. you know, because her brain is offline. But, like, there's something that's still mm-hmm. working there. And she's good at it. <laughs> and so you really do have to say, like, hey, so I need to process why this is so hard for me. Especially mm-hmm. if you're noticing you're getting triggered by the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why is it such a big deal to me that... They do this, this, or this. But uh, some things are going to be obvious. Like, yeah, it's a big deal when they hit. I'm going to freak out about that for a second. Yeah. And then you have to kind of move on and let go later. 
But yeah, Logan and I were actually processing this last night of, as to why we were both going to our red zone so much with the kids. And we identified that our big trigger was when they don't listen. They just don't listen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you tell them to do something like 14 times and they just look at you and they don't do it. Like that is one of our biggest triggers for us because we're like, you guys, I, you have to put on your shoes so we can go do this really great fun thing that you want to do. Like, do it, you know, but it's just that, that feeling of being ignored, that feeling that you don't matter, that feeling that they don't care about what you're saying. And so that is one of our really big triggers is not listening. And it puts both of us in the red zone a lot. Right. So we have to like, yeah. yeah, figure that out or something. I don't know. Yeah. But then I feel <laughs> like you can take time to like, okay, I know that this bothers me. So I'm going to take extra breaths. But then I'm also going to be experimenting to figure out how to make them listen yeah, better. I need but I'm do. also going to be like, it's annoying. And I'm allowed to be super annoyed inside and then be like, you know what, guys? Let's all take a couple of breaths together because I feel like I'm frustrated. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best thing that you can do. Sometimes when you're in your red zone, you need to verbalize to your children how you are coming back down. And then ideally they'll do it with you. They probably won't right away, but eventually. But you'll be like, oh, okay, guys, I'm starting to feel really frustrated that we're not getting our shoes on. So I'm going to take a couple of breaths and then we're going to try again. And then hopefully they take breaths with you. But if not, at least you're calming yourself down mm-hmm. or you're reminding yourself in your mind it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But it is really frustrating. And it's okay to be frustrated about this right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's okay to go to our red zone sometimes. Absolutely. So let's talk about some takeaways. Mm-hmm. I love those. And takeout. All right. So a takeaway from today's episode would be just to identify if you go to your blue zone or your red zone when you're experiencing conflict or a situation that's making you upset And then determine a technique or coping skill you can utilize in those moments to get you to a point where you can go back to your green zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And make a huge sign that says, be a thermostat, not a Mm -hmm. thermometer. I'm going to put it it. on your fridge for a couple weeks. Or like forever. Yeah. Just so you know, the analogy of thermostat and thermometer comes from the child-parent relationship training just so you guys know where we got that from. Mm-hmm. We it's didn't make real, it up. We're not that clever. Thing. We will be launching this episode in the new year. So welcome to 2K19. Hope it's been you epic so You guys are so all far. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're, right. we're, we're still not back there in yet, 2K18. but you're there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we just wanted to give you a little rundown of some things to come this year. We're really excited. We're going to be trying to get some interviews on here we're going to be just exploring tons of new topics so we're stoked so taylor you have a list don't you somewhere i do i do i have a list so some of the things that we're going to be talking about um this year are healthy habits so that's basically what each of us do or what we've seen other people do to keep ourselves healthy to do a lot of self-care take care of ourselves stay on the journey towards healthy. Um, Another episode that 
I am personally very excited about is Jessica, our host, is going to be sharing her IVF journey of infertility and how she came to be super pregnant. So we're excited to hear all about that. Um, We're going to be talking about compassion in parenting. We're going to be talking about making friends as an adult which sounds funny, but it's something that every adult will connect with because we all know that struggle. How does one make friends as an adult? We're going to be talking about healthy boundaries, uh, different ways that you can set boundaries with um, partners and family and friends and in-laws and how you can keep healthy boundaries and encourage healthy relationships. And we're going to be talking about depression and anxiety as well. All the basic foundational stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So follow along. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bloobers. Bloobers. So she really was being a thermometer because guess what? No, sorry. Dang it. Okay. A thermostat. Crap. This is, I do this in therapy all the time. I'm always like, just know what I mean because I'm going to mix up these two words. Okay. So if you're being a thermo... Thermometer. This is also pregnancy brain on top of it. Okay. Ideally, we want to be thermometers. No. We want to be thermostats. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me do this. So with a thermometer... With a th- <laughs> it's never ending. Yeah, this is just gonna get worse. <laughs> I can't it's not this bad in therapy. I don't know why it's this that bad was my favorite one. That's my favorite one. <laughs>